Welcome to the Equine Veterinary Journal Podcasts, On The Hoof. Hello, my name is Chris Neal and welcome to this edition of the Equine Veterinary Journal's On The Hoof podcast, in which we aim to summarise a selection of accepted early view or recently published articles. Today, we'll look at a paper accepted in January 2020 that focused on whether amikacin, a routinely used intraarticular aminoglycoside antibiotic, could induce apoptosis in a variety of different cell types in vitro. The primary authors were Lynn Pezzanite and Linda Chow, who worked with Laurie Goodrich and Stephen Dow at the Translational Medicine Institute of Colorado State University in the USA. Despite a lack of evidence that amicacin prevents the incidence of septic arthritis following joint injections, the broad-spectrum antibiotic is used frequently as a prophylactic during intraarticular medication in the veterinary industry. In fact, during a survey of equine veterinarians from the USA published just over 10 years ago, almost 80% of veterinarians use it concurrently when medicating joints with corticosteroids or PS gags. It is known in the literature that amicacin exerts a toxic effect on mesenchymal stem cells in vitro. However, a direct comparison with its effects on joint cells has not been performed. Furthermore, no safe but effective intraarticular concentrations of amicacin are known in the literature. In order to look into this gap, the authors investigate the effects of amicacin concentration, duration of exposure, different pHs on native joint cells compared to mesenchymal stem cells. The authors also looked at whether the presence of or absence of synovial fluid mitigated the cytotoxy effects of amicacin, as well as clarifying the mechanism of cell death. The group hypothesized that amicacin would be toxic to joint cells at the same concentrations where toxicities in mesenchymal stem cells is observed. Three horses aged two to four years of age that had been euthanized for reasons other than osteoarthritis were used as donors in this in vitro experimental study design. At post-mortem, chondrocytes, synoviocytes and stem cells, both adipose and bone marrow derived, were collected and harvested. Synovial fluid was also collected aseptically and subsequently frozen for future use. Following processing, the cells were placed in 96 triplicate wells for 48 hours under standard incubation conditions prior to the addition of amicacin and stored in the same controlled conditions throughout the experiments. Cellular viability, proliferation and metabolic activity was measured over a 24-hour period. The response to the addition of differing amicacin concentrations and subsequent changes in pH were assessed at time intervals by specialised staining techniques, with their contribution to the above cellular changes recorded. In a separate experiment, the effect of synovial fluid on the viability of cells with or without a standardised amicacin dose was also measured. Furthermore, the authors looked to the effects of amication on cartilage and synovium that had been explanted at post-mortem, minced, and then incubated with or without the drug for 48 and 72 hours, respectively. Lastly, the mechanism of cell death by the aminoglycoside was imaged and recorded in order to give an insight into whether the direct amication caused any changes observed. The results indicated that the cytotoxic effects of amication occurred similarly in all cell types, independent of pH. At perceived standard intraarticular therapeutic concentrations of 25 mg per mil, cell viability was eliminated one hour post-exposure and did not return during the 24-hour recording period. Significantly reduced mitochondrial activity and metabolism was also observed over this time period, 
and significant detrimental effects to all measurements seen at concentrations less than 200 times those commonly used in clinical practice. In fact, these commonly used concentrations are 50 mg per mil and above. Depending on the joint injected, intraarticular doses of the drug therefore exceed or likely far exceed the highest concentration used in this study. No significant differences were seen in the presence of synovial fluid, indicating the joint microenvironment does not have a protective effect. Furthermore, the viability of explanted synovium and cartilage was also significantly reduced following administration of 25 mg per mil amicacin, indicating a profound cytotoxic response was seen across all experiments. The authors did consider the possibility that the above results may have been caused by preservatives in clinical grade amicacin. However, when compared to pure reagent grade, no significant difference were observed at therapeutic concentrations, only at the lowest concentration evaluated. Furthermore, the cell types all died by apoptosis, indicating that the mechanism of cell death was dose-dependent by a mechanism that reduced cell metabolism, not the result of pH or product formulation. Interestingly, the time of exposure to amicacin appeared to be more significant than concentration. Due to the relatively slow redistribution of drugs out of synovial fluid, this could mean clinically cytotoxic effects are worse than those reported here. Therefore, determination of therapeutic concentration should rely on known MICs of pathogens, as well as joint volume. Given the cytotoxic effects, culture and sensitivity of suspect cases is exceptionally important. The main limitations of this study are obviously in its in vitro nature and the fact that a relatively low number, i.e. three, of cultured cell lines were used. By adding in a low oxygen environment, an environment that more closely mimicked the in vivo joint could have been produced. Also, since the penetration of amicacin into equine articular cartilage is not known, its effects clinically may be less than those observed in the study. Further explant tissue studies and dose titration experiments in live horses ideally with or without signs of osteoarthritis, are needed to further clarify these observations. In this paper, the authors have reinforced the opinion that prophylactic administration of intraarticular amication in order to prevent iatrogenic septic arthritis is not needed. Furthermore, its apparent rapid dose-dependent cytotoxic effects on normal synovium may mean it's doing more harm than good. Whilst the effects of antibiotics on native joint cells in vivo depend on other factors such as concurrent joint disease and co-administration of other drugs, e.g. triamcinolone, its use should be reduced until further in vivo titration and toxicity studies have been completed. That concludes the review of this study, and many thanks for listening to this edition of the Equine Veterinary Journal's On The Hoof podcast. We look forward to welcoming you back soon when we review another of the journal's early access articles. Thank you for listening to this Equine Veterinary Channel podcast. More about the subjects discussed today can be found online at wileyonlinelibrary.com forward slash journal forward slash evj.